Tuesdays, and we don't know what our new tagline is, but hey, we got Matt Downing, our youth pastor. Yes, that's what I am. <laughs> we have Pastor Wes, our That's right. And we got pastor. all three of us at the same table for the first time here. Yeah. yeah. And it's pretty good. Yeah. And this guy here, whoever I am, Daniel McGinty, our Connections Pastor at our church, and we are so glad to have all of us finally together for the podcast. At the round table. Doing this thing. Yeah. This got, is nice, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. This is a Facebook special, yeah, Ikea table. You good. know, Got some new lighting and yeah. It's like light shining down from heaven. It's I don't just, know. Did we have the greenery before? We did. The greenery was here. Yes. Okay. But it's, it's, it's faced differently. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to kick things off the new format of the round table. And you may have noticed that we do not have a tagline. It's no longer Thursday's true and trivial talk because, hey, we're out of the pandemic. We're going to be focusing on a few more things, and we're going to need your help to come up with a new tagline. Wes, can you explain to us why we're going to need some help coming up with a new tagline for this podcast? Yeah, man. So we, uh, you know, we we want to do uh, with the podcast. Really, there's, there's two aspects we want to do here. We want to be able to use uh, the means of of podcasting, where you're either you know maybe you're listening on your drive to work, or as you're taking kids here and there, or maybe you're watching on YouTube, whatever. There's it, it's it's a medium through which we as a pastoral staff are able to further connect with you, the church body, and anybody else, uh, any of our other friends out there who happen to give a listen, and and in connecting, be able to relate in ways that are real and authentic, are practical, um, and be able to to know each other in that way. And then, and then the other aspect of that is wanting it to be a place where you can turn. Uh, I really see it not just for connection purposes, but as a as a uh, a unique arm of the church where we're able to further provide equipping and discipleship for you yeah. as a follower of Christ um, as you engage in uh, the craziness of everyday life in the world we live in. No doubt. We really hope that you guys, one, feel like you get to know your pastors here a little bit better, but also get to know Jesus a whole lot better. And if that's a good way of summing it up. Yeah, perhaps. I'm into that. So, so w- your input on social media, email us if you have an idea for a new tagline for us as we focus on equipping and connecting and really just reaching out to you guys in this particular way. Now, today we are going to cover the topic of heaven. And Wes is going to explain why we're going to cover this topic of yeah. heaven real quick. Uh, but we are going to, Matt has brought some horrible heaven quotes, <laughs> some terrible platitudes oh, that we're going to cover and maybe poke holes in a little bit. And then we yeah. got five questions about heaven we're going to cover and maybe some yeah. misconceptions and things that maybe you have been thinking about that we're going to address. So, Wes, why are we going to be talking about heaven today? Yeah, so, you know, we mentioned the equipping arm. Part of that is sometimes there are things in the sermon that due to it not being the main point of the text or the main point of the sermon, I, I may may make some comments on or get, but, but there's so much more that could be said there, and I know sometimes it probably leaves questions. So some of what we'll do here at sometimes is address some of those things, and coming up this Sunday as we walk through the, the last part of Philippians 3, um, it, it's uh, Paul gets in there and he makes he, he, he talks about we, we're eagerly, we're citizens of heaven, eagerly longing the return of our Savior, and then he all of a sudden takes this turn and talks about how Jesus will transform our humble bodies into a body like his own, and all of a sudden, there's well, what is that? They talk about the resurrection body, but um, man, there's a lot to be said about the resurrection body. Heaven, current heaven, new heaven, new earth, sure. coming heaven. And you don't, you uh, can't cover the topic of heaven because that's not what the sermon is. Right, right. About. The sermon's really focused on emulating a faithful example of discipleship and avoiding false examples of discipleship. Uh, but so it's interesting. Paul takes it there because it 
resurrection body does have things for that um, in the here and now. But uh, yeah, you know, I find that there's a lot. When I was at Central as college pastor, we spent uh, what I thought would be three weeks ended up becoming six weeks walking through issues of heaven, hell, and spiritual warfare. And I even had adults. I knew the students mm. didn't know much. But I had grown adults who've been in the church for their whole lives come and say, we, we've never known that about heaven. We've never mm. seen that. And, um, you know, so I know there's a lot of questions out there. Yeah. Well, we hope to cover some of them, maybe not all of them today. Yep. But uh, so, Wes, Matt, when you think about heaven, let's think, transport yourself to being five-year-old Matt, five-year-old Wes, or, you know, six-year-old, I'm going to talk about myself in third person, which is just weird, McGinty, <laughs> when you thought of heaven when you were a kid, like, what are some things that popped into your head? Or maybe there's some cultural references that sort of conjured up imagery for you. Matt, what do you? Yeah, um, hanging out in the clouds, playing harps, you know, <laughs> I thought one day we'll be able to, to be with Jesus and we're going to float and fly and you know, that's that was pretty much the extent of it. As a five-year-old, um, I didn't know much about it, but just knew, hey, uh, that's that's cool. That, that'll be fun to fly. <laughs> so, that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, flying is definitely, I think, the common theme for a lot of people. For me, <laughs> a lot of cultural references that influenced my view of heaven had to do with Gary Larson and Farside Comics. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's like one panel. It's like he'd always had this really you know hilarious way of, picturing God up in the clouds, just one where he's making snakes with like Plato and he's like rolling together. I was like, hmm, these are a cinch. Um, another one has like St. Peter meeting this guy at the pearly gates. He's like, all right, listen here, man. No one gets in here without answering a question. All right. If a train is leaving at four p.m. And, and leaves at this time and it's going this fast, what time will it arrive? And the guy's like, man, I should have paid attention to math class more. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, I was trying to think back. I, I think probably inevitably somewhere as a young kid, there was probably the thought that some others will have, which is, man, heaven sounds kind of boring, if I'm yeah. honest. It's, it's sitting on clouds singing songs all day. Um, <laughs> hey, you're, you're still somewhere thunder from, from the, one of the questions. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, so probably a little bit, but then I think too, like what I, Matt, what I call probably a lot of same as Matt, which I label it's, it's, it's Looney Tune heaven. Yeah. I mean, really, it's the, the Looney Tune character dies and all of a sudden, they turn into basically an angel, or at least what we think yeah. an angel looks like. Wings, and they get they the get wings, the, the halo, the harp, and they're sitting there, uh, you know, on their own cloud across the way from someone else's yeah. cloud. And, um, uh, you know, I think that's uh, that's probably a little bit of that there, too. And, then, and I think, honestly, as well, uh, probably just unknown, don't think a lot about it because it's out of sight, out of mind, and it's, yeah. it's you know, just not processed. So, but I don't True. I don't know. I don't – just yeah, I call that Looney Tune heaven. That's yeah. Looney so Tune theology. You mentioned the the harp. There's another far side comment where it was like a two-sided panel, and on the top it showed people coming into heaven like, all right, welcome to heaven, here's your harp. And the bottom showed people like entering hell. It's like, all right, welcome to he- hell, here's your accordion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, I don't know what the knock is against accordions, but maybe maybe Gary Larson just did not like the accordion. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I can think of some worse instruments. Were those written in the nineties? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you know, the nineties was Steve Urkel and his accordions. So <laughs> oh, maybe there's a little bit of there. Did I do pop that? culture? Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, go ahead and transition to talking about these quotes that Matt has been digging. Now, Matt, you told me this was not easy for you to kind of compile these together because you had to go to a lot of different sources. Wait, have you already heard the, the quotes? I have not. So oh, okay, I, I haven't heard the quotes either. Scene, All right. so yeah, you know, yeah. I, mean, I have no, this will be... Matt is going to shock us. Talk about things. authentic reaction, everyone. <laughs> you know, we try to keep it real around here. All right. So first of all, um, and a lot of these are things that you would say to someone. Um, when when death happens, 
uh, it's weird because we don't always know what to say, right? We yeah. we don't always have uh, we we want to say so much. Probably the best thing would be to not say much, mm-hmm. but we fill that silence with things like this, things like, well, God has a plan. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for Jeremiah that. Jeremiah 29. Yeah. <laughs> God has a plan. Yes, he, he does have a plan, but um, don't know that that helps in, in a time of grief or God must have needed another flower in his garden. Oh no. Like, um, have any okay. of you guys ever, has anyone ever told that to you? God need another flower in his Fortunately, garden? Fortunately, I've never, I've never heard that. But oh, man. I have heard some of the ones in my back. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've heard flower in the garden. I've heard other needed something for such. But not necessarily said to me. More I've heard it directed elsewhere and thought, mm, that's... It's floating out there in the Christianese lingo. Yeah, and I mean, let's just get real deep here for a second. If God has need of something, then by default, he's no longer God. Well, sure, know? he's a say. Which, you know, <laughs> he has a say, the quality of a say, which right. he's uh, totally sufficient. Which, Anyways. which leads us to our next one. All um, right. God must have needed another angel. Oh, there you go. So, more heresy. Yeah, lots, lots of problems with that one. Uh, obviously, yeah, God, God AKA, doesn't. AKA, we're not angels. <laughs> we don't angels. transform into a totally right. different kind of being. Yeah. Angels and creatures could be taken two totally very separate weird. beings. You know, God, yeah. God has legions of angels. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't need more angels. And just the thought of, hey, if God. If God really wanted an angel, so that the best thing for him to do was to go and pluck up someone that we care about to to yeah. bring with him, it's like yeah. that, that's not yeah. so. It's not biblical because you no. know we don't. We, God doesn't need angels. He doesn't need more angels. He's got plenty of them. And humans and angels are two completely different. In fact, we were talking about this the other day, but God actually God's word actually tells us that we are going to judge angels. And so yeah, it says we're going to judge angels uh, in hmm. new heaven, new earth, and yeah. in First Peter it implies. Uh, it implies this great little word. It says angels long to catch a glimpse, and it's literally a word that gives you the picture of a door just slightly ajar, and you try to just get a quick little peek inside. Mm-hmm. That's what angels feel like now Looking at for us. what all of us currently have in Christ. Not even for wow. what's coming, but yeah. for what we have now. And, yeah. uh, we forget that angels have a limited perspective, and we, yeah. we can cover a little bit of that when we get into our questions of heaven in terms of what heaven will be like for us. Um but yeah, it's that those those deals where people try to say those nice. I'm trying to find a way to use one of my new fancy buttons here, but I just don't feel like it's appropriate, you know. Um, I don't know if that was the laugh track. That quote. was, that was, the, that was the right track, one. So I don't think that's the right time to use it. It's definitely a a, a um, social faux pas right now. So Matt, what are some other? Yeah, a couple more quotes you got. There? Um, don't cry. They're with Jesus. You know, when someone dies, just. Okay, you know, again. Hey, if yeah. they're not crying, you shouldn't be crying, right? Wait. Yeah, um, not, not quite. That's not how that works here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, you're, you're, you're telling people that they can't feel that emotion when Jesus felt that emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and J- Jesus wept himself. And so, you know, for, for us to tell someone, hey, don't cry, like you're, you're basically telling them, hey, don't grieve. Don't, don't yeah. grieve in the way that you're supposed to be. Like, everyone's going to grieve different. And yes, they may be with Jesus, but I don't want to tell people not to, not to cry. Yeah, Jesus grieved. There's yeah. a great, there's a great little book that I, um, I give, give out kind of as an initial thing for people to read in grief. And, and if the author has this line, they say, uh, basically people try to slap the bandaid of heaven on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's great because she says that what they don't understand is 
heaven absolutely gives me hope and security and and joy. It's not that loved one being in heaven is not important. It is. Yeah. Right. But the knowledge that my loved ones with the Lord in heaven doesn't change the fact that I can't see them now. Right. It doesn't change the fact of that sorrow now. There's and and I think you see that perfectly with yeah, which I'll mention Jesus weeping with Mary at the death of Lazarus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've I've got to say, you know, um, recently with uh, the passing of, of my mom, um, our people have been amazing in, yeah. in reaching out to me. And yeah. um, and we're not doing this. I'm not sharing this list because any of you have said this because all of you have been just incredible. With, with None of you are, are guilty of this yeah, crime, yeah. by the way. I just, I just want to make sure I, I, yeah. uh, a lot of you watching of. know, know uh, what I've been through the last month or so. And so please know this isn't, hey, we yeah. need to... We need to jump all over our people because none of you have done that. In fact, you've been incredible with um, just just encouraging me and and just some of you just said, "Hey, there's no words, but just know that we're we're here with you. We love you." And um, and that's that that's it. That's what you say right there. And that's that's how you offer encouragement to someone who's going through that. Sometimes um, a so. hug is just the best word you can give. Not yeah. saying hug, but yeah, giving one. Hug. You're not about to hug me, are you? Nope. Okay, good. We got bathrooms um, here. Last, last thing. Um, basically, this is it's it's more of a thought, but just that good people go to heaven when they die, and you know yeah. we hear that all the time. Yeah. That it's all about how good you were, and how he's in a better place now because he was he was a good person. And um, I mean, all of us that that have a, a growing relationship with Christ, we know that it's it's all about Him. It, it's yeah. not about any good that we do because there's. We are imperfect, sinful, um, clueless so people. If so. if good people go to heaven, what's the metric? Yeah, you know, like who gets to decide how good you have to be? How do you know? It's it's as if a teacher gave you would say, "I'm going to give you a test a week from now, but I'm not going to tell you anything that's going to be on it or how to get a good grade on it." You're yeah. like, "Oh, how do I even study?" Uh, we've all had a professor like that in college or seminary, probably. But you For know, sure. that doesn't make them a good teacher. Um, but a good teacher tells you, "Hey, this is the bar." And this is how you this is how you reach it, and and none of us can reach it. No, that's uh, the point, and, the, and that's the incredible news about heaven is it's not not a place good people go. It's it's a place broken sinners redeemed by a good Savior go. That's right. Amen. And um, uh, that's that's and what a hope and security that is because if you are in Christ by grace through faith, you have um, responded to the Spirit's conviction over your sin and recognized Jesus, the, who He is and what He's done is the answer, and you've asked Him to save you, then the, the reality is heaven is now biblical hope yeah, because it's true. something that's absolutely sure of your life because it's not tied to your performance. Right. It's a total it's, completion of that it's, hope. It's tied to what Christ has done on your behalf and being reconciled into Him. And, um, you know, so praise the Lord that... Um, Heaven, heaven's not a place for good people. Heaven's a place for, uh, for those who've been redeemed and restored by a good Savior. How frightening mm-hmm. must that be, though? You know, for some people, they take a lot of pride and like, hey, I'm a good person. I've weighed yeah. the scales. I think I'm pretty good. And they not really look in the mirror of anything true kind of accountability. But how frightening must that be to think heaven is for good people? We don't think about, you know, a lot of people don't think about the implications of that. Um, I really explore that thought to its logical extent. And I guess vice versa, how exciting that if the best of human sin, when you think, think of the best, most good person you know, man, if they don't even match up to how good heaven is, which is why they can't get in, man, how 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 incredible and good is no doubt is heaven. So yeah, well, you need an amen button. Need, on there. Yeah, you got one. This is, 
No, that's a joke button. No, that's like unsolved no. mystery. No, yeah, you need a. I'm gonna use a cricket button for Matt here sometime. You know, just totally. Oh, I was thinking more of the uh, the little drum thing for you when you tell a joke that didn't quite go over nope. well. But no, nope. yeah, there he is. <laughs> yeah, Matt, feel free to press that button every time my jokes just don't land. And uh, I'll, wait, are, are I'll you giving me slide. permission? Because you give permission, uh, I'm gonna swatch your hand. No, no, I'm just gonna rest my hand right my, here. Don't touch my buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Matt is an expert button pusher. I just want to let you know that. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things I also think about too that people say sometimes is, "Well, God must have really missed him. God must have just, you know, what God wanted him up there with him." Well, um, are we denying God's omniscience? Are we yeah. denying God's omnipresence, like as if He can't connect or? be connected to us in a way less than in, yeah. in a current form. I mean, maybe I don't think so. Not on God's end, at least. I mean, maybe for us, definitely for on our end, there's a, there's a separation there. Yeah. And I think the truth too behind a lot, it may be not the heavens for good people. Uh, that that's, that's obviously a major distortion and a great lie from the enemy. Yeah. But I think a lot of the other stuff, um, it, it comes for it, it. I think likely most of it comes from really good intentions. Oh, sure. It comes from either wanting to see somebody not be hurting. Oh, none of us want to see somebody hurt. It also comes from the flip side of, I think when you go through grief and loss and because if you go through it and you're here, you're on this side of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not there yet. You're not, you're, you're, you're having to look from the bottom up and it. And so I think we try to grasp at some kind of an answer that can give us something so when the truth is, um, if, if we're really honest, I don't, I don't know that when we look through scripture, God, God ever really gives an answer for why he takes who he takes when he takes just cross. I mean, sometimes you can see it. Some people, he, they lost the right to their life. Some people, mm-hmm. there was punishment. Some people there was, but you know, I think, so I, I think just to be clear as, as those of you are listening, it's not meant to be just a, a roast session on terrible things. What it is to say is there are a lot of things we say and think that don't line up with what the word says about heaven. True. And there's a danger when anytime about anything, but since we're specifically honing in on heaven, anytime we think about heaven and think of it lesser than how God reveals it, man, there's a danger there because even though we're not there yet, if we're in Christ, heaven is part of what Sunday is. Heaven is supposed to have a massive weight on how we walk and live now. Sure. So, and, you know, that's, that's, it's that's the finish the line. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, there's so much in Scripture about heaven and what is coming impacting me now, and, you know, it, of, of hope and joy and peace. And, um, you know, I think we, we unfortunately miss that when we entertain lesser thoughts about heaven and, and things. So, and I don't know, maybe that's a good segue to where we're going next. No doubt. Matt, you, you don't have any more quotes for us, right? Nope. I'm good. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break about three to five seconds and we're going to when we come back we're going to tackle five questions about heaven and really get into the nitty-gritty so stay tuned and we'll be right back all right we are back and we are going to cover the five questions about heaven now there could be more questions about heaven but these are five we found from an article um, which is based off of a book called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. Actually, this article is from the Lifeway website, and we're going to go through these questions, and we might unpack a few more things beyond these questions too. But just also always remember, if you have a question about heaven that you don't feel like this answered 
please leave a comment in the post that we have yeah. here. Pitch the questions to us because we can always follow up with these either Absolutely. by contacting you or actually following up on the next podcast and those unanswered questions. Yeah. Or, hey, we can even get some feed forward for Pastor Wes here to throw that yeah, into his sermon, maybe. Uh, no, yeah. no promises. So, um, so one of the first questions we have in here is, will we have bodies and live human lives? I think there's sort of two components to that. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I think I think what Scripture's really clear on, as far as the body side of that, is um, is that when if if you're in Christ now and you die, Second uh, Corinthians chapter four talks about to be absent from the bodies, present with the Lord. Currently, um, we, we believe that as a human being, you're at least made up of two parts, right? At least a physical and a spiritual part. And again, are we? Diacotic, try or die, yeah. whatever, or but, but there's, there's there's at least a physical part and a and a spiritual part, and when our bodies die, our spiritual part, our, our soul, if you will, leaves, and is present with the Lord immediately, mm-hmm. and that's what we would currently call heaven. But what we also know is that Jesus is coming back, and when He comes back, Scripture's so clear that when He comes back, those of us who are not physically present in our bodies, but who are, who are present with the Lord, that when he comes back, he will raise our physical bodies from the dead, and they will be perfected like his resurrection body, and we will be reunited with them, and then that remains our forever state. So will we have bodies uh, in the current heaven? No. When the new heaven and the new earth come after the return of Christ, yes, forevermore. But we're not going to be some kind of ethereal. I think sometimes people think we're just going to be some disembodied spirit. You know, just sort of like ethereal. an orb. Yeah, like yeah, an orb. No. We're just this ghosty-looking thing in heaven. We're not going to have any kind of shape or form of what that looks like. We have really no idea. Well, and I, I do think I think we can infer that we're still, even though maybe we're not in a physical body we still maintain something like our appearance because sure. think about um think about jesus meeting um moses and elijah now you can say well elijah he didn't die so technically he still got a body okay but moses died moses doesn't have a body yeah. but he still appeared as moses yeah and jesus knew him the and even interestingly enough the three disciples on top of the mount knew him yeah even though they'd never seen them or seen a like you know wow. so you know there are some hints in there That's in true. scripture that i do think you the even, transfiguration is a great reference point for that yeah that that uh, we will still be recognizable in current heaven um uh it's it, it just Although, is not going to be the transfiguration does happen before christ's death so the question is where were they coming from? was moses and elijah oh, were they coming there. from heaven or i think they were yeah I, it's like what was was there heaven before heaven you know there's so much like speculation about that to some degree so yeah, I, I feel i feel you know i feel like in my study pretty sure same place was there you yeah. die you die looking forward to the cross or you die looking back to the cross you're with the lord that's good so yeah. um, and as far as human lives here's what i would say with that i don't know what i was saying like it de- what do you mean by human life does it do you mean is life going to be just like it is right now oh goodness no are we going to have like a job <laughs> and paychecks and we're going to be you know is, is life going to be social media i mean gosh i gotta know is there social media in heaven because yeah, if it doesn't I happen sure you don't post not. it then you know it doesn't didn't yeah. really happen did it <laughs> thanks matt i appreciate that there he goes i'm gonna regret having these buttons i think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i think scripture's cool we will live real lives for eternity. There's going to be worshiping the Lord. You're going to be present with the Lord. I think scripture is clear that there are jobs. We will have jobs, yeah. but we will have, there'll be work. Work was before sin entered the picture. It's a part of it. I think you see, uh, 
Um, I mean, there's a new heaven and a new earth. Like there's, there's going to, and, and I think when you study scripture, there is a, a restoration. I mean, God originally created and fully intended for even in the perfection of Eden, uh, for mankind to grow and expand and, and culture to happen. And he gave us for, responsibilities, uh, you know, so work, yeah. work is a good thing. Like it is a we, good thing. And I know when people hear this, they may think, well, I work and I have a job that I can't stand. Right. Right. No, that's not me. Uh, but the people think that I think what I'm, I'm going to be working in heaven. It's like, yeah, but it, it, well, on the new earth, yes, you're going to have a task and have a job just like God gave Adam and Eve that task and it's going, but it's going to be meaningful work. Right. And it's going to be work that you enjoy doing and, and it's no longer, purpose. it's no longer work in a world that's broken where that's if you right. go back True. to, so to it's what God tells Adam, yeah. God says to Adam, Adam, your relationship with work is broken. Yeah. So that, that will no longer That's be part broken. Of the curse. There, there'll no longer be the curse of I hate this or no longer be the curse of I find identity in this or we will actually be able to to carry out work as God intends for it there's to be carried there's out. There's a true dichotomy a that world. happens in the fall where before the fall there's no distinction between work and play. Everything is fulfilling, right? Yeah. But after the fall there's there's play and then there's rec- there's work. You know, you will toil the soil. And we are living in that reality where there's things we have to do and that's work and that might even be menial for some of us and it, it can even be purpose in it, but there's recreation. I think sometimes we attribute only the recreation aspect to heaven. Like in heaven, it's only gonna be recreation. You know, I get to do yeah. all the, the fun things I didn't get to do here. And I don't think that's true. Yeah, and I think maybe that's the way to say, well, we live human lives. The correct answer, the answer is it's not Looney Tune heaven. Yeah. We're not just going to be sitting around playing a harp. <laughs> well, there's there's in, a in lot of stagnant. scriptures that point to us, those who are more faithful here being given greater responsibilities. Yeah, yeah in that's heaven. right. There's res- we're given responsibility in heaven. And yeah, I yeah. mean, it's so, yeah, I guess, you know, it kind of depends on how you want to phrase live human lives. But yes, we will have real, meaningful, full, eternal lives. Absolutely. Well, let's tackle the next question, which is will we still be ourselves with our memories of this life? Will we still be ourselves with our memories of this life. I, mean, I don't, it's, I struggle to know how do you separate, how can you be you without your memories? Yeah. And will we have memories? Well, if we have memories, well, those memories are chock full of some very broken, hurtful things. So how do we retain who we are and our memories and still live in a, a place that's supposed to be perfect without pain or suffering? Yeah. And I mean, as far as all the way full to the, the backside of that, I don't know that anybody can answer until we get there and True. experience it. But I think scripture gives some hints. It's really easy. One, if we're going to have a resurrection body like Christ, we'll look at Christ. When he comes back after the resurrection, he knows who he is. He remembers the life he's lived with all the disciples for the years prior. He remembers what went on. He like, there's no forgetting. Yeah, It's not like he shows back up. Um, you know, what's the... Um, it's not like Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Gandalf the White shows up. Spoiler alert in case none of you have ever read the books or <laughs> It's watched been around movies. for a couple of years. So I feel like it, it's it's okay. So he comes back, and they're like, Gandalf. And he goes, oh, yes. That's what you used to. Like, it's like he doesn't have it. That's it's not, not how it works. It's identity. Uh, Jesus doesn't forget, oh, oh, you're right. You used to call me. Like, he's he shows up and goes, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, he, he's there, and and so I think yeah, we'll still know ourselves, and I think even even like Moses and Elijah, they clearly knew they were Moses and Elijah, right? Um, uh, you know, well, what we have our memories, I, I think so, because when you think about in Revelation, um, 
I think it's chapter five, five, six, or seven, where there is a multitude around the throne crying out for God to bring justice on the wicked because they were killed for their faith. Yeah. Well, that means there are people in heaven crying out for justice based on the memory of their unjust death. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I think we will have our memories to what, how will we hold those memories of hurt? I don't know. What I do know is the way that those things now hurt us and bring brokenness now will not be possible there. Yeah, they can't hurt us. And how that fully plays in, that's a great question. And if you're in Christ, we'll all find out together. When yeah. we get there. I've heard it kind of explained in that when we are in the presence of God, that's going to be so overwhelming and so fulfilling that any kind of hurt or pain or memory is not going to can't have an effect on us. Well, and I think, too, the real reality is any kind of pain or hurtful memory will now be healed perfectly. Mm. We'll have the right perspective on it. Uh, I don't know if you think beyond right. I, I think there will be complete and total healing, both from a perspective, but even even beyond. Um, By the way, that is not a sound effect that I pushed. That is a fire truck driving it's really uh, loud. right across the street. It's really loud fire truck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Matt, what do you think, man? What, what do you? What's kind of? What are some things you've heard on this topic? Some. Yeah, I think that um, pretty much what you guys are saying that yeah, we we will. We will not be ourselves in the sense that, you know, we won't have all the baggage that we carried around, um, but that we will recognize each other. We will, um, we will be in our, our perfected state. And, um, man, it's just, it's exciting to think about. It's exciting to think that, you know, all the, all the junk that you carried around with emotions and, and feelings and bitterness and jealousy and all that, to think that you're free yeah, from that, you're free from that, you know, and, and you see, you see people the way that you're supposed to see people, you know, mm. away from all the, the, the sinful sinfulness that we have, you know, when we look at someone and, you know, we have those, those thoughts in our minds or we, you know, the, that, that bitterness in our heart to know that, you know, in heaven that we're not, that that's not going to be there um, because we're in the presence of a holy God. And um, we are, we're experiencing um, what he intended for us pre the fall and pre-sin. And so, yeah. There's a really interesting quote from this article I highlighted. It's sort of, will we be ourselves? And um, this author says this. He says, you will be in heaven. Who else will you be? If Bob, a man on earth, is no longer Bob when he goes gets to heaven, in fact, Bob did not go to heaven. Mm. You know? That's interesting. You know, it's a good line of logic to explain if, if you get to heaven and you no longer have your personality or retain a major semblance of who you are, then you're not, then Bob didn't go to heaven, you know? Yeah. Now you referenced something really fascinating when we were kind of doing our pre conversations about some of this, you said the early church really referenced with how old was, how old would we be? I think it's a brilliant question. So I don't know where I discovered it in my line of study years ago, but there was a lot of discussion in the early church. Okay. Well, how old were our resurrection body be? Please say 25, please say 25. uh, And you know, it's fascinating when you think about it because, well, wait a minute, what, what about that person who dies at who dies at 105? Are they are they in a 105 year old body for all eternity? What about um, you know? I know there's debate on this, but if if an if an unborn child uh, who has no opportunity to even seem like if, if the Lord has a means through which they come to heaven, then are they forever in whatever stage of infancy they're in? And, and it was really fascinating because ultimately the early church makes so much sense. I just had never thought about it till I read it, which is if it says that we will have a body like Christ's, and Christ's body was around 33, we're going to be 33. 
I can so, I can settle with that. Uh, You're like, yeah. hey, that's perfect. That's like we're <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's where I am right now. But uh, not biased, not biased um, at all. But I, I think you know it makes a lot of sense. Logical. I think it makes a lot of sense that that's that that's there. And um, back one other thought, just on the on the 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 healing of hurts and things like that. I think when you see in Revelation 21 and it says, and he will take his hand and he will wipe every tear from their eye. Yeah. That's why I think it's more than just simply, well, all of a sudden see the whole tapestry. Yeah, we'll see the whole tapestry in perspective, but there's an action by God in the new heaven and new earth, whereby every last tear we have, he deliberately, and I don't think the wipe away is wipe the memory away. It's he heals it. Yeah, yeah. There's full and total and complete restoration and healing where it will never. Um, and it happens to some de- small degree here. You think about when you go through counseling, something's really bothering you, and yeah. you go, you do the work, you you have the accountability and the encouragement. You can experience healing, not full and complete healing, but that hang up or that issue, that event doesn't bother you or torture you the same way it used to. When we get to heaven, it's not going to have any effect on us. Yeah. You know, which is a beautiful thing. Let's go to our third question, which is, won't heaven be boring? <laughs> Praise the Lord, no. I guess the greatest news about looking at heaven in Scripture is Looney Tune theology is wrong. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll reference you the Far Side comics again. There's one where this guy is sitting with his harp on a cloud, and he's all by himself, and, he, and his thought was, I should have run a magazine. <laughs> like, yeah. This is like, yeah. what? what is there to do here? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I love the, when we talked about having a a purpose and a job on the, again, this is on the new earth. Um, but just the thought of, cause I remember when as a kid, I'm thinking, wait, so heaven, cause someone would would say that, oh, it's just like an eternal worship service. And you're thinking, wait, (laughs) really? I'd get tired. Like just saying hallelujah, infinitely so. That doesn't. We're, we're gonna I, literally sing of His love forever. Yeah. That song, <laughs> that song in particular, yeah. forever. No, yeah. no. If we're true Baptists, it's gonna be "Come as You Are." Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Just as you are. No, just as you are forever. But I think I think just in knowing that, um, man, in heaven you're getting to, of course you're getting to get reacquainted with with um, people who went before you and people that you were close to, but also knowing that. It's it's not going to be boring. Knowing that we're going to have purpose and and work and and to um, and to worship King Jesus, um, you know, I think I think a lot of our boredom that happens uh, in in you know maybe a worship service or something like that is just you know our sinful nature because we're we're so consumed with other things. We're like, yeah. oh, I could be so um, doing something else right now rather yeah. than than worshiping, and and our minds are just so distracted. But to know that. You know, we're we're in that state with 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 Jesus in heaven, where you know those things won't be a distraction anymore, and those things aren't even a desire anymore. Yeah. Uh, we're able to worship and fully worship, um, and no, heaven is not going to be boring. I think we have to answer a real specific question. With the question is, who is heaven for? If heaven sounds boring to you, let me ask you: Is Jesus boring? Is yeah. Jesus not fascinating to you? Is Jesus not captivating, captivating enough? Think about the disciples and the people just they yeah. couldn't just get enough of just sitting around Jesus and listening to him and asking questions and and just soaking him up. In heaven, we'll be in the presence of Jesus. Heaven is only for people who can't think of anything better than being in Jesus' presence for all time and doing whatever he asks of you to do. And there's a unique little word. In fact, we'll see it Sunday in the sermon that um, when, when Paul says we eagerly await the, mm. the, the coming of our, of our Savior and Lord. That word eagerly relate is an interesting little word that is that Paul only uses to describe the longing of a believer for heaven. 
Mm. So I, if, if Paul, and, and I, we know from Paul's own admission that he's seen things in heaven he can't talk about, that God showed him, if he's sitting there saying, I, I reserve this eager and like I am longing with everything to get there, I think we can really strongly assume it's not going to be boring. Yeah. No doubt. It's not, I think part of the struggle too, Matt, is it's not just sometimes it's our sinful nature that gets bored in a worship service. Um, I think also some, we, we so relegated worship to just singing songs. Yeah. 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 That we, we don't realize we, how, what about work is worship? Yeah. What about discovery is worship? What about relating and encouraging and fellowshipping with one another as like all of those are aspects. And I think all of those things really expands our understanding of worship in a serious way. And I think too, and I, I know, I know that there's some, you know, some of the illusions may get, so I don't, don't take this too far, but I think of like the very end of the Chronicles of Narnia where mm. they go up the mountain Excelsior only to discover there's more to go and, mm. and, and not more to go. Like they've got a further journey, but like they've the made it there. Yeah, it's in the final battle. I don't know that book. There, as well. There's just not an end. And I think that's even, you know, that's the reality of God. We, we know him truly. Now we will know him even more clearly in eternity, but we will never get to the point where we know him fully because yeah. there's, because he's, he is God. And we are, we, we kind of have this uh, man. We have this mis- misconception that when we get to heaven, we'll know everything. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I'll finally have all my, this is my thing. It's like, I get to ask Jesus all my questions. I don't know how much he's going to really answer. You know, like how much can he tell me, even though we're in heaven, we're in his presence, will we know everything? We'll know only God is truly omniscient. You know, we're not going to know everything. We might see things a whole lot more clear, but we won't maybe get answers to everything. You know, Um, again, we sometimes we imagine having to be pleasure town. Like we just fun, recreation, all the things we had to do, but you know, having something to do is important, but I think we forget that everything good comes from God. Everything yeah. joyful, everything refreshing, everything wonderful comes from him. And in heaven to think the God who authored everything good, that it's going to be boring. I mean, come on. The guy invented fun. Yeah. The guy invented laughter. The guy invented joy and happiness and gave it to us. I think heaven will be pretty stinking awesome. Let's go to the next question, which is, will we know our loved ones and have ongoing relationships with them? I probably, probably would just give the, 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 the short, clear answer here, and then because there's way more that could be unpacked for another time. True. But this, this is a question basically posed to Christ. Yeah, the Pharisees right? asking. Uh, you know, if, if a woman's married to a man and he dies and she marries the next brother under the law and on down to seven brothers, who's... Whose wife is she in heaven? And his answer is, in heaven, there's not going to be marriage or giving yeah. of marriage. or, And, and I think, I'll be honest, that, that's that's a strange thing to try to process now because we acknowledge marriage was God's good creation. God loves marriage. But we also see that there's something new and distinct in the new heaven and new earth. So I think what that means is, go back to our memories. Absolutely, we're going to know our loved ones. Yeah, and we're going to sure. have those memories. And there's going to be a fullness of joy even beyond anything we could go know now, seeing and being reunited with our loved ones. At the same time, there will be a little bit of a different relationship because I'm not going to regrow up under my parents' discipleship. I, Bethany and I will not be married as husband or, or, or wife. It, so there will, there will be a difference. Brothers and sisters uh, in Christ. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, for, yeah that's, we will. And think about your parents and that, you know, you're, yeah, they're not your mom and dad, but you're, you're, your brothers and sisters. I yeah. mean, yes, you still remember that they played that role, but yeah. you know, you're not having to, you know, you, your mom's correcting you and you're not, yes, mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but just, I think those distinctions know. will matter a whole lot less, yeah. you know, or they'll be redefined in ways that we can't even imagine, yeah. you know, 
uh, our, we tend to want to impose our heavenly idea of what is best and what's good and is our earthly ideas. I mean, unto heaven, whereas God's like, listen, you have no idea how good it's going to be. You have, yeah. you can't even comprehend what relationships are going to be like and how I'm going to define them. Here's yeah. how we've had to define them here on earth. And it's second best at best. No one has seen, no ears heard. Exactly. Yeah, God has prepared those who love them. So, so yes, yeah, so I think absolutely we will know our loved ones and certainly we'll have ongoing relationships, but it'll be a unique, a new, not unique, but a, a perfected eternal way of So what you're telling me another. is we will never have to date again forever in eternity. Because <laughs> who wants to go through that again? <laughs> I know some people do and I don't want to be belittling that and I understand it's, it's hard when you go through all that, but man, you know, there's some, there's some benefits to going to heaven and uh, what God holds in store for us and how he's going to redefine everything. So um, last question, will there be animals? And is it possible the pets we've loved will be there? Controversial question. Rough question. All dogs go to heaven, one, two, and three. (laughs) I know a dog that is not Uh, going to heaven. I'm just uh, telling you. (laughs) No, you know what? Here's the reality. If new heaven and new earth is the end of this whole story of creation, fall, redemption, glorification, then just as God looked and created this world of wonder, fully filled and teeming with all sorts of life, now only one kind of life in his image, unique and distinct, but all sorts of life. I I think it's very safe for us to go there. Yeah, there's going to be life there. And we already know there's going to be plants and vegetation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, very, I think there will be, uh, I think it's very safe to understand when you look just holistically at the story that there will be animal life there. Now, when it comes to pets. Yeah, new heaven and new earth. Yeah, new, new heaven or new earth. But not heaven. I think there's important to draw a yeah, distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, new heaven and new earth. I don't know that the current heaven, the current abode, the current place, I think right. that's, um, uh, you know, but I, for sure the new heaven and the new earth, when when there is a full restoration of 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 our souls to our resurrection bodies. I'm asking say that's that's the reality, right? Like current heaven is a spiritual place. New heaven and new earth is a spiritual physical place. Yeah. For it's, all eternity. So that that's important for us to understand. And pets don't have a spiritual component to them. That's pets, what separates you know, us from the rest of creation is absolutely. being the fusion of both realms. Like someone so, says, Well I'm not a spiritual person. Well I'm sorry. That Too late. to say I, no, I I don't think I don't think there's enough from scripture we could take to say our pets will be in heaven. Now, one day if we get there and God says, look, here's all your pets. Listen, I'll happily own I'm wrong. I just I just haven't seen. If I try to be really given. loyal to the text, I, I think we can we can count on a new heaven, new earth there being uh, plant and animal life. I, I do not think that includes. I just wonder if it is it heaven in heaven or pets. Are there other creatures? You know, are there other like heavenly spiritual creatures? Are there other heavenly plants and what have you that we don't, you know, when Jesus refers to trees or what have you, are well, heaven's if, version of If a there's a restoration of life, how many creatures have, have we never seen that will be restored? So, yeah. Um, which is well, a, a powerful reality. It is a powerful reality. And um, again, happy to be wrong about this if, if heaven has pets that are there. <laughs> so. Uh, well, that concludes our questions. I actually printed up another article that had some interesting nine facts about heaven, um, but I think we covered most of these. One of the things we talked about, you know, we talked about, we won't become angels because we kind of did that in our quotes and what have you. Um, will we experience emotions? Yes, I think that we kind of covered that as well. Will we recognize one one another? Yeah, because we'll have our memories and all that. Um, 
one of the questions too that I think we don't think about if our loved ones are in hell, won't that spoil heaven? Mm-hmm. You know, if we know, hey, I know somebody, they're not they passed away, they're not here. Won't that affect how we're able to absorb and appreciate heaven? Yeah, and you know, I think if you're looking for a Bible verse that specifically word for word addresses that question, I'm not a hundred percent sure that you're gonna find it. What I do think you find is this, and I think we've already we've hit it multiple times here. There's perfection of joy. There's perfection of peace. There is total healing for all hurts. There is. And I don't know how all that plays out because right now I'm looking through a mirror dimly. I'm looking through broken glass. I'm looking from the bottom up. I'm looking from present into eternity. Yeah. Um, And that's a real deal. And that's why I don't want to make light of it um, because we do really understand heaven is only for those who've chosen to place faith in Christ and been saved by his grace. Anyone else who's rested their faith on their own religiousness, even if that means church religion, they're not there. Uh, the, if you don't know Christ, sobering. There, there's a there's a sobering, there's a hard reality, and, and, and there's real and sorrow in that now that I do not, I think Scripture's really here, it will not spoil heaven because there there's a perfection of those things. And how what, what is that going to be? I mean, because the real question we're ultimately asking is, what is it going to be like? What is the experience going to be like? We're not going to have regrets in heaven. And none of us can sit here and tell each other what the experience is like because none of us have experienced it yet. We just know what the Lord's told us, and we know his word is said. It's beyond what we could possibly imagine, that there's perfection of joy, perfection of peace. We're in, we're in his presence. There's healing. There's, And so we've got to rest and bank on that and look True. forward with eager hearts. And what we're, and what we're not going to touch today are those who have claimed to go to heaven and have come back. That might much, be yeah. It's a bigger. That's, that's a broader that discussion. That might be like heaven part two podcast. Yeah. That's a whole nother can of worms, and that we you know we talked about this a little bit, but um, yeah. Well, it's one you want to make sure you speak precisely on because people have a variety of feelings on it. And no doubt, for sure. So you want to speak accurately to it. Well, that concludes our conversation about heaven, and hopefully, it cleared some things up for you and was helpful for you, encouraging as well and motivating. We think about coming have to close this out, and it's incredibly motivating for to think about the way we live, but also telling others about the life-changing reality of Jesus Christ. Uh, we want as many people as possible to be there with us when we go, and uh, so we encourage you guys to consider that. Matt, would you close this out in prayer? You bet. Lord, we thank you so much for heaven and and God. Even though we we do have we do have um, limited information about it in your Word, um, I love that because we we can know just enough to to make us excited. But yet, still, uh, there's that mystery to it. And um, Lord, only you uh, know everything. And so, Father, we can't wait for the day when we get to experience that and to um, to to live in that reality. But until then, Lord, you have us here, and you've called us to a mission here. And part of that mission is to um, look towards heaven, but also to to live in this world and to point everyone we can to you and um, to that reality of heaven. And, and God, may we be about that. If heaven is so wonderful and if we're so excited to be there, then Lord, may we have a, a sense of urgency and a desire to make sure everyone experiences that. So God, give us boldness, give us courage for those who um, are experiencing loss, for those um, who are wondering um, what is what their loved one is doing in heaven. I pray your peace and comfort over them, that they would know, God, that that um, their loved one, um, if, if they are in Christ, 
there with you right now. And uh, Lord, they would they would not want to be back here because what they're experiencing there is so incredible. And so, God, uh, may we may we look forward to that day, and may we be about the mission that you've given to us while here on this earth. Mm-hmm. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us, Matt, Wes, and myself. We're going to try to do this every week if we can, maybe not every week, but as best as we can to encourage you, to equip you, to connect with y'all. And uh, we want to encourage you guys to follow us on social media, leave some comments. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio, on Google, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Subscribe, leave a review on the Apple Podcasts. That really helps people find us and know things. Uh, but we're going to wrap this up, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.